Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. Oh, it's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. <laughs> um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints. Won't do. I'll tell you. You know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yes, welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Harry McGill here, a special edition. We will call it a snap podcast, just like a snap election. It's not often we release them on a Tuesday, but as I said, special circumstances here. 135 days since Donegal lost to Armagh. 97 days since Declan Boner departed. Finally, we have white smoke. Finally, we have clarity on the Donegal managerial situation. Paddy Carr is the new manager of Gunnanal senior squad. Joining him will be our man, man Aidan O'Rourke. Joining me, Frank Craig, with the Donegal News, who has very much been on the ground here in the Northwest over the past couple of months. And Connor Breslin, of course, everybody knows Connor because he's still blowing about the great prediction that he made in the county final. It was getting to you were becoming a dose there for a while, Connor. It was getting to that stage. Story of my life, Paddy. Story of my life. Good to be here, as always. Everybody, everybody loves you, Connor. I wish they could say the same about me. Frank Craig, Donegal have appointed a new management team. You were on the ground, you were there last night in Convoy. Give us your reaction to that. Um, I suppose there's a lot to unpack, really, Paddy, in relation to just maybe the whole process. Yeah. We've got our two managers, but I suppose, you know, County Committee last night, it was held in camera. It's finally was an opportunity for Donegal clubs maybe to, uh, and I believe that, you know, there was some degree of frustration and a, a bit of criticism at that meeting. Kind of centering maybe, those grievances probably centred on the lack of transparency of the process, maybe the duration of that hunt and possibly the big fish that seemingly got away from those efforts. I think they, they were all aired because, uh, you know, people, there has been like a cloak and dagger sort of, uh, you know, veil of secrecy over this here. And maybe for some in the end, maybe it felt a little bit underwhelming this night. I mean, that's not my opinion. That's just, you know, what some people have said, maybe Paddy Carr and Aidan O'Rourke maybe mightn't fit the bill insofar as what they were hoping. But to be fair to Mick McGrath, to be fair to Michael McGeehan and that selection committee, you know, I'm led to believe that they explained last night that they had talked to some, you know, some pretty big hitters. I think Jim McGuinness, Martin McHugh, Carl Lacey, Sean Paul Bart, Rory Cavan. I think dialogue of some description or another was had with all those people. But uh, I suppose what we were left with then after, as you say, I don't know what, 96 days since Declan stepped away with, we just needed to get this over the line, Paddy. And uh, listen... Um, Paddy Carr and Aidan Roar came down then into one of the dressing rooms where we were kind of shoehorned into waiting. Uh, we missed all the traffic maybe of, of delegates coming down the stairs and all that there. It would be nice 
maybe to get maybe a snippet or two there, maybe on or off the record, how they felt. But uh, the more Paddy Carr spoke then, uh, you know, these these were my initial reactions from Paddy because I'd never had a conversation with him. Um, seems a very honest guy, very passionate guy about Donegal. Uh, interestingly, I mean, people wondering, you know, at this level, he's managed, obviously, Louth in the past. Uh, can he handle walking into a Donegal dressing room? Uh, looking at Paddy's last uh, job with, I think it's Ballymun Kickhams in Dublin. I mean, Paddy was boss in a starting Ballymun team that had Philly McMahon, James McCarthy, uh, Dean Rock, John Small, Paddy Small, uh, Evan Comerford, I think, as well. So, listen, he's a pretty big hitter in the Dublin domestic scene. I mean, Kilmacud Crokes, I think, were obviously taken to an All-Ireland Club title in 2009. So I think we should reserve judgment on Paddy Carr and also Aidan Rourke obviously helping there. Uh, talking to a few people that came out of the meeting this night or the press meeting, and so far as you know, the Q&A we had with those guys, asked for my initial impressions, and I just I found them very sort of honest. Uh, there were no walls and no barriers there with Paddy, you know, he seemed to, you know, he expressed himself in a very clear and succinct way. Uh, all the time he was speaking, there was there was occasions where uh, Aidan O'Rourke stepped in as well. But very interesting, maybe just to, to look at Aidan O'Rourke as Paddy was speaking at the same time. Seems a very, uh, maybe intense is not the right word to use, but seems like the kind of guy that uh, he held eye line with the press the whole time. Uh, when he did spoke, it was impressive as well. And listen, maybe it is to be it is easy to be impressive before a ball has been kicked. But listen, speaking afterwards, chewing the cud with the likes of you know obviously the Alan Foley's, Chris McNulty's, Ryan Ferries. I think we just have to reserve judgment, Paddy, going forward and see how this here goes. He mightn't be the guy we wanted, or they mightn't be the guys we wanted. But maybe they're the guys we need going forward. I don't know. It's a clean slate. Because any one of those other people that we said were talked to going into that Donegal dressing room would have a relationship or a familiarity of some degree with the Donegal squad. I certainly don't think Aidan O'Rourke or Paddy Carr have that. And who knows, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I've read their CVs, Aidan O'Rourke and Paddy Carr. And like most resumes, looks good. And of course, the rhetoric was good last night and everything. A lot of people, and I'll get through the messages in a minute, Frank, a lot of people have messaged and you used the term there at the start you coined it underwhelming uninspiring getting a few of those i suppose when you compare them with probably mcginnis at the very start of what we heard then maybe you know mixture of lacy cabinet we thought that up until the end martin McHugh, sp barrett who had no club football let's be honest inside out so would obviously his two sons one of them is involved in management Let's be honest, though, and this is no disrespect to Aidan O'Rourke and Paddy Carr. If we were told seven or weeks ago, eight weeks ago it was them, Frank, I think most people would be disappointed. And I will reserve judgment like every other Donegal fan, but I do also get, and that's not criticism. People people sometimes need to calm down on the criticism. There's a nuanced debate here. Seven, eight weeks ago, if we were told that was the management pair, it would be regarded as underwhelming, Frank. Yeah, I, I get your point. And, and listen, you, that list you named, I suppose you start going through it and you, maybe you go through it kind of subjectively and with a scalpel. Yeah, Jim McGuinness is Jim McGuinness. That would have been absolutely amazing. Martin McHugh hasn't managed that level since uh, departing Cavan in 97. Carl Lacey, uh, well, you know, it would have been brilliant to have had Carl uh, 
I don't know, in some involvement of any description. In it, he seems to be quite content working with uh, Donegal Development and Convoy there. Uh, Rory Kavanagh, still some, you know, ambiguity in relation to how much Rory wanted the job. Did he want it at all? Did others, you know, maybe try to talk him into taking the job or maybe hope that he might have, you know, an interest in it after St. Union's season ended? I don't know. You know, there, there, there's a lot of hearsay and rumour in relation to that there. Sean Paul Barrett seems to have come the right route through underage. Uh, you know, he, he's had real, he's had success with underage titles. Seems that uh, his, you know, name or CV didn't fit the profile for what they were looking for, whatever reason. And this is what we've come to. Like, effort's been made, but it just maybe they they haven't got what they wanted and this is where we are um as you say yeah there will be people asking a lot of questions and I, you know again i think i don't want to be critical of the two lads have just come into the job because i mean they've applied for it now and they've got it's it's maybe the process situation and all of that there, right? And it's just left people frustrated and they're venting now and they're coming at all angles this is where it's at this is where we are, and we just kind of have to get on with it now. And again, I would be absolutely delighted going on the initial impressions that both those men made this night that they do very well. Frank, I just want to point out on that when we talk about the other candidates that were involved, because we we speak about maybe so far there's going to be a perception coming in about Paddy Carr, you know, his age, his experience, um, his success which is unbelievable. I didn't know it until last night and until I read about it. But what I do want to ask, I think there's also a bit of a false perception with the other candidates. Take Rory out, who managed St. Eunan's for two years and was very successful there, and probably take Jim McGuinness out. But if you want to talk about the rest of them, and no disrespect to any of them, and I, I, I don't want uh, us to just be slating them, but their CV isn't the same as what Paddy Cars is. I mean, he has an incredible CV. I think there's a perception that we we don't know him in Donegal and we wanted probably one of our own, like like SP Barrett, let's see, like Jim McGuinness. But his CV does definitely warrant the job, would you not say? Oh, without a doubt. And, and listen, I, I think we're halfway towards the management team here as well. Like, they're... they're there will be others coming in on board in this year that, that we don't. And like Paddy Carr fits this sort of description now. We've seen the likes of Colm O'Rourke, you know, McStay and Mayo. You kind of need to be uh, out the other end of your career, uh, almost retired, financially secure to come into these jobs now. Like management as a number one isn't what management as a number one might have been even five or 10, 15 years ago. Paddy Carr is in there very much overseeing uh, an entire management team process, much in the, the way Declan Boner would have in the past as well. Uh, coming in beside him there is Aidan O'Rourke. I mean, I would love to see, in terms of selectors or, or additions to that there team, somebody maybe with an organic feel or ear to the ground in Donegal. Whether Carl Lacey, who was rumoured to have, you know, maybe been close to joining Aidan O'Rourke if, if he had to become Ross Common manager. If that was to come to fruition, I think it ticks a lot of boxes right away. Uh, maybe it won't if if the if we're told that uh, Carr's name was openly mentioned last night uh, as not coming on board. So, like, even a Frank McGlynn, maybe, or somebody like that there. As you say, CVs, sometimes you can be blinded by 
people's maybe achievements on the pitch or inside the white line as opposed to what they have or haven't done outside the white line. Now, put some context in this. While Carl Lacey hasn't managed at the top level, I have absolutely no doubt he would be thoroughly... Uh, thoroughly and meticulous in his application and what he would bring to the table, what he would do. And I think he would be a successor. No stone will be left unturned. And if Carl decided to step up into that there kind of role. The Rory thing was unfortunate. Maybe if St. Eunice had to get over the line, uh, maybe he would have been maybe more a means or, or feeling that he would have sat down maybe and have that further communication with uh, the board or that three-man panel, I think not just the losses of St. Eunice had in the final, maybe the nature of it and things like that there. I think he probably feels he has unfinished business there. He No doubt he has. Uh, so he's going to carry on there. And, it, and again, long-term down the road, it might be such a bad thing. Maybe Rory has a wee bit more learning to do and, and get comfortable. He's not long out of playing. First year in the St. Eunice, once a senior title. You know, you're put on a serious pedestal. I think he deserves, you know, a bit of opportunity and a bit of space to, to continue along with that there. And who knows, two or three years down the line, we might revisit that there. But in terms of you saying CV, Paddy Cars, again, like yourself, haven't had little or no familiarity with him, but has a Donegal man, you know, he, he talked last night about his pride and maybe his accent doesn't fit the bill, but he's very much immersed uh, and, and grown up and spent a lot of time in Fanad, uh, has a house down there now still as well. Finishing up, uh, probably in a great position where he can put a serious amount of time and energy into it. And again, Aidan O'Rourke with his, his role in Queens sounds like a thoroughly professional guy. The hope just is, Connor, that the last remaining pieces of this jigsaw maybe bring it up to a palpable level where people will say, yeah, do you know what? There, That there actually ticks a lot of the boxes that needs to be ticked. But I hope just... And it was interesting when the question question was asked this night, uh, Mick McGrath can intervene and sort of answer for the boys at the top table that, you know, the backroom team thing is going to be a process now that they need time and space to do it. And hopefully the media will respect that there. That, that sounded very much like the line we got, you know, 97 days ago as well. I hope this is tied up and kind of brought through as quickly and as seamlessly as possible. And the players, I think Mick said, are back uh, late uh, November on Crow Park's scorecard, but me, you, I, and anybody else knows that, you know, you could probably trim three or four weeks off that there as well before they, they because these guys are playing catch-up, like, let's not fool ourselves, they're playing catch-up uh, off the field, and they're probably going to play catch-up to some degree or another on the field in terms of, you know, familiarity, getting to know people, getting to know how people react and uh, kind of respond to their instructions. So, listen, there's moving parts in this. We, we still have to get one or two more faces in there. And again, I know we're going over all ground, but reserve and judgment, but let's just see what proof is in the pudding. It's a funny kind of thing with, with the two-year contract, or not contract's the wrong word because these are amateur guys. Uh, two-year deal with a review after one. Uh, just kind of, it's almost like they're, they're being told right away, lads, you just need to hit the ground running. Do you know? So it's going to be interesting times ahead. Do you know, that's for sure. I know you need to go, Frank. Very last one, though, doesn't the optics, basically, it's all about, it's going to come down to, you've mentioned already the backroom team. We'd like somebody from probably the Northwest who's on the ground at club level, who's heavily immersed. It's going to, consciously or otherwise, it's going to completely boil down to the buy-in from the players, isn't it? It, it with this new management team. 
Oh, without a doubt. But do you know if Paddy Carr can give direction to a Philly McMahon or a James McCarthy or a Dean Rock or whoever, I think he can give direction to any one of those lads on the Donegal team as well. You know, you know Donegal, Donegal, Donegal have a point to prove collectively and individually. You know, a lot of those players need to come in next year, Paddy, and not be worrying, or, you know, next month, and not be worrying about managerial setups. They need to come in, you know, and, and maybe, you know, try to, you know, not prove people wrong or right the wrongs last year, but let's try and maybe, you know, uh, realise some of the potential that we all feel they have. You know, management, yet yeah, is an important part of it too, but as you say, the the players are, are the most important thing in this. So I do hope, and listen, people at that level don't suffer fools gladly. So... They will either embrace it or they won't, Paddy. There's no middle ground on this. You know, as I says, these boys give up so much time and effort. They're coming to convoy in the dark of night in November. You know, it'll take, you know, two or three weeks and they'll either be on board or they won't. And again, we'll start to see that in results or style of play or whatever. But at the minute, we're just all speculating. And I think with the decision made now that there's no point being negative going forward till we have actual... Solid reason to be negative if you get if that's not a clumsy way of explaining it. Frank, Friday night, tell us quickly our, our big listenership, tell the audience what is happening Friday night in the Blue Haven in Kilcar before you go. Yeah, Auntie Malloy's memoir, Life, Glory, and Demons, has been officially launched uh, in the Blue Haven. Uh, great venue, uh, and his brother Terence, of course, owns it. It's hugged by. Kilkyar, Glen, Killybegs, Ardrasso, like a lot of parishes that were central to, and teams that were central to that 1992 success. So, uh, big night. Uh, the likes of Brian McGinniff and Tom Cunnan are the guests of honour, but there'll be a load of GAA personalities, you know, past and present there tonight. Just really, really looking forward to it. It's already available on Amazon. I was texting that it's in some shops as well, but it will officially be everywhere from Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, and I hope it really goes well for Anthony because uh, he listen, he deserves it. He's he's come through the good and the bad times, and he goes through that in the book. So, uh, with me, so yeah, listen, a year's working endeavor. So we're just really looking forward now to getting it out there uh, and seeing the reaction. I can say for Frank that the book has already been released in several uh, uh, offices, the Irish Independent, etc., here in Dublin, and I have read several pages and it is a fantastic fantastic book so it is well done frank on that yeah well done i think uh, the independent carrying the first series they are on that, saturday yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a full so. page spread on saturday's independent as well where you'll get a good all the uh, juicy parts all the juicy parts <laughs> is right frank. and and <laughs> our next just for our listeners i'm doing the podcast friday night uh it's going to be called the anthony malloy podcast it is going to be a full one hour on the great, great man himself, and that will be released on Monday. Frank, just wanted to say, though, I was talking to Anthony myself, like, he is so, so grateful. We'll touch more on it on Friday night and next week in the podcast. He's so grateful to you as well, though, Frank. He said there was nobody he trusted more than yourself, and he said, he says, he thinks he had the easy part, he said. He says, the work that you have done for this has been nothing short. I think it's going to be a huge success nationally, so well done, Frank. Thanks, William Potty. Well done. Well done. Frank, you need to go. Bye-bye. Yeah. Chat soon. Bye-bye. See you, Frank. So, as we said, Paddy Carr and Aidan O'Rourke ratified last night. Kieran Cannon, proud Kilcarman, was there for Ocean FM Sport. He caught up with the new Donegal boss, and here is what he had to say. 
it's a thing as a, a boy that you you dream of of making a contribution to you. It's it's such a an honour to get the Donegal jersey on you and to have the responsibility now for absolutely maximising the potential. Like these are great footballers. I they they're my heroes. These lads, and uh, I think we'll do everything in our power to facilitate that uh, massive growth that and, and potential that they can actually achieve. You played for Donegal as a player in in the 80s. That was obviously a proud, but does this top it all off? Proudest day in your in your career? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's enormously special day. I, you know, I, I would have played with Donegal pre um, mobile phones or any of that. Like, and I, I remember one day going to a challenge match in Donegal. Uh, we're playing Sligo up near Clooney, and I came out of the college in Dalgan Park in Navan, and I got eight d- different lifts. It took me eight hours to get there. And uh, I, I remember it wasn't for for Kieran McCready, God rest him. He was a great man in terms of carry. But he'd have the Donegal team in the back of a, a, a Cortina heading north. But all those lovely memories and, and that all just builds into you know um, the, that character in, in terms of Donegal. And I mean, you know, it's it, it's an extremely serious thing we're about. You know, the 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 um, the training and the preparation of a senior inter county team is a very very serious business. But I, I want to assure the, certainly the Donegal players uh, that we, we will have as much fun doing this. We put us, we put joy and enjo- and enjoyment into it. That that is going to be very very important, and uh, uh, we'll work our socks off. We'll, we'll do it uh, with, with great joy. Um, it's not a Donegal accent, but you spent your early years in Donegal, am I correct in saying? Yeah, I, I, I would have like I've never thought of ourselves anything like her. Our home is in, in very far northwest Donegal, up near in, near the lighthouse. And it's um, you know all our family, all, all our family are, are, are living there, and it's um, you know it, it, it's just it is home. Home is where your heart is, and that's that's where it is now. Lots of negativity on social media regarding that word style of football. How cautious were you regarding that in the interview process? Well, I suppose it it. it the, the, there didn't need to be any caution about it because it, it, it was very confidential. You know, we, we have to be very, very, it, 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 there was a, a, a very honest uh, exchange there and a very honest presentation in terms of, you know, and it's not in, in, in terms of things we have to change. The, that's something we'll we work it through with the players. Yeah. Um, resigning from your current role as principal in college and yeah, County Meath, that's, that itself speaks volumes of this, what this job is about and how serious that you are taking this job. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is a very emotional week for me because I love the school. I mean, um, they're fantastic kids. They're kids from 50 different nationalities of a brilliant staff down there. And I'm going to miss that so much. But, you know, I, this, 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 is, this is what has to be done uh, in order to be able to fulfil this role. Um, I know there's listeners back at home and they'll be wondering about the backroom team. Is there any updates to the listeners and regarding the backroom team? And we know Aidan O'Rourke is, is head coach. Yeah, yeah. Other than, other than the fact that we're really working on it, uh, like the, there won't be any announcements. I think Michael M- M- Michael McGrath there mentioned that like when we have everything in place, you guys will be the first to know. Finally, before I let you go, what would be, what is the goal? Donegal haven't been in All Ireland since 2014. I'm sure you're aware of that as a proud supporter. Yeah. What well, what's the goal for Paddy Cowan Edinburgh? Well, I, I think you you answered your own question there. Like that's what we all dream of. To me, it is about getting these lads 
each and every one of them to be the absolute best version of themselves. And if, if that happens, and, and we'll work extraordinarily hard at making that happen, I think the results look after themselves. And we get that performance, we get all that character out there on the field and just uh, a savage, savage, uh, uh, sickening walk rate out there on the field. It, it's only one of the things that will happen. But uh, I, I, I've no doubt that that can bring big days for us. Sorry, just before I want to go, one more question. In relation to the commute, if I think you're based in, 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 in County Meath, um, you may well, have a holiday. Home, you may just, it's actually County Loud there. County Loud. Um, yeah. you, you may have a holiday home in Fanon. I'm sure the people don't like all. They'll be spending a little bit more time now. Well... <laughs> No, no more than the, the words of Paul, the, the homes of Donegal, you know, the, that always goes through my mind. So I am hope that things will go in such a way uh, that uh, with Donegal football that uh, there'll be a bed for me in every home. If things are right, there mightn't be a bed in any home if they don't go right. But uh, that that's that's very special, you know. He's articulate, I suppose. That's the principle in, in him as well. Connor, and I don't think you know we mean to be critical. I think some people and managers get a bit obsessed with criticism over debate. I don't think we should be afraid in any county to have a good, reasoned, nuanced debate about people either, because not many people were expecting this management team. If people think there's criticism in Donegal, you want to go to Mayo. Galway hurlers or Kerry, their media go to town on their county team and on their on their management and that. And I don't think we do in Donegal, but if something's good, it's good. If something's bad, it's bad. And I think as Donegal men, we all we just want success, Connor, don't we? Well, I think that's it, Paddy. I mean, after listening to the interviews, I went on Twitter and uh, just wanted to see what everyone was saying on the tweet that you put up. And one word that kind of struck stuck with me was the word uninspiring now people are always going to have their opinions i have my opinion you have your opinion and i think there was always going to be question marks over paddy Carr, but there was going to be question marks over whoever came in people are always going to debate and i think paddy is experienced enough that he's going to be able to deal with that um just like declan did just like Rory did as well before them, Rory Rory Gallagher, when he, he was in charge. And they just have to get on with that and they have to prove their doubters wrong. Um, but I suppose the main thing is they're not too concerned on what the media or the public have to say. It's about getting the players behind them now. And I just, the question I did ask Frank, uh, you know, when we talk about his CV, I mean, he spoke really, really professionally well. And if you, if anyone wants to read a CV and do the work in it, rather than just jump into these lazy conclusions, what he does, he does well. Um, one championship in, in Louth back in 1998. He was a selector, so he was with Leinster when they won the Railway Cup. A championship with Summerhill. Four championships with your Connell Gales in London. Three as a director of football. Two championships with Kilmacud Croaks, two Leinster titles, one All Ireland, a period as the Louth manager, managed Ballymun to uh, a county final, I think it was in 2017, managed the Burren in his two years to two county finals. Um, amongst a lot of other success, he had advisory roles with Pat Gilroy, he had advisory roles with Liam Sheedy when he was in Tipperary. So, what he does, he clearly does well. And I think. The fact he's probably not fully one of our own, like a Carl Lacey or a Roy Kavanagh, people are going to debate and they are going to have opinions. 
But I welcome the fact that he's there. I think him and Aidan O'Rourke aren't coming in to waste their time. They, what they do is they're going to put everything they can into the job. And we have to go into this positive because I think last year when Declan had, a, had his final year with the job, I think from the get-go, we had a very negative perception on the way that Declan set up his team, on how the way the team played football. And I think that carried into the championship and we do have players there. That that's what I will say. I do think we have star qualities there. I mean, we lost the Ulster final by one point, and we will have to learn to see and see who the backroom team is, what style of football he's going to play. But the bottom line is, he took the job, and no one else wanted it. I do think if you read a CV and anyone wants to do the homework, he has a far greater CV than a lot of the lads that were also put into the pot. I probably would take Roy Cavan out of that because of what he did with St. Unions, and obviously I would take Jim McGuinness out of that. But compared to the rest of the lads that were in there, not, not to put a damper or to criticise them in any way, they're no more qualified than Paddy Chiaras. I just want to read out a couple of messages. So got a lot privately, a few on my Twitter feed as well. So Noel Early, third time of playing for the position, I think. Yeah, it is third time, same as Jim McGuinness. And as we said, it worked out pretty well for the Glenties man, the Ard Patrick man. I think the third time, as he said himself, nobody was applying. Conor McGettigan, good luck to them. Paddy Carr is a very able and passionate GAA man who will hopefully compliment Aidan O'Rourke, who has worked with plenty of big names. There are players out there who can improve. Tony Gall, management already disadvantaged for next season unless they run trials or similar. Yeah, got four or five private messages about that. Got two emails as well about that one. I don't know. I've been going to club games Every weekend, the summer, uh, don't I? Somebody said he has been to club games or not. I, just because I haven't seen them at club games doesn't mean he hasn't been to club games. I, I don't know the answer to that. You'd hope that that's where they're going to have this link with somebody that's on the ground in Donegal. And I know people will say oh, the players and that, but I mean, I'm sure there will be players. I mean, Captain Michael Murphy, for example, they I'm sure will be liaising, uh, having you know, dialect with the management team on who might be worth the go or who's not worth the go. That that happens in most counties anyway. Uh, there's another couple here. Eddie Freel, uninspiring. Yeah, I know, again, when you're comparing with Jim McGuinness, when you're comparing with maybe what we had, um, I think we've got to give a time. Ryan Granahan probably wouldn't have been in everyone's minds. And to be honest, they wouldn't have been. Th- this would have been a huge shock seven, eight weeks ago. There's were, no were they denying. ever in your mind, Paddy? Because um, I, I, I can personally no, say they were never in my mind. No, no, it'd be disingenuous to say they were. I, I firmly believe. I didn't. People, I think, were criticising, not criticising, um, contradicting myself now. People were asking a lot why the local media were not on this, not on this. The local media were on this, but there was literally a period in the middle where there was absolutely nothing happening. And there were... There was a lot of speculation. I mean, there were posts going around in different social media platforms that so-and-so got appointed. And if you were going full tilt into that, you'd just be making a show of yourself because there was no credibility behind any of the reports. The one that did look the most likely was Rory Kavanagh until the end. I did feel, but didn't go overboard on the podcast two weeks about it, two weeks ago about it. I there were there was serious talk that it was going to be Rory Kavanagh. And I'll be honest with you, I'll put my hand up. I be I don't know the guy that well, Rory. He's been on a couple of podcasts, etc. I really like Rory Kavanagh. I think he's a very good manager. I think he's going to be an excellent manager in a couple of years' time. He'd won 
one bad half this year, really, when you think about it. And that was the first half. Um, it was a shambolic sending off in the county final, which we don't know would they have come back and won that game. They weren't great in the first 30 minutes, but that doesn't, that's not a, a snapshot of Rory Kavanagh's tenure so far management. So when Alan Foley put out that piece last week, I was very disappointed when it wasn't Rory. And I really, really, and I totally get, and I, I don't know why he doesn't want to be manager right now, as Frank says, maybe. He wasn't fully invested into it, but I really, really hope that down the line, Rory Cavanaugh is the Donegal manager. I've heard a lot of good reports on Rory. I think he would have instant respect, and hopefully he can win maybe another couple of championships, you know, with unions. When I say hopefully, just for his own resume. So, no, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't have thought it, Paddy Carney, didn't work, but as Frank and of others have said online, you know, we have to give these, like, um, just reading a couple more here, own wrestling. Our drama man himself give uh, give uh, Paddy a chance. Not learning club and any CV is great. Needs clubs to nominate players for trials. Has no chance to see any club games. Kind of touched on that. DJ Kelly, proud process man. Backroom team announcement could be crucial to people buying into the project. Absolutely, we've covered that already. Totally agree, DJ. Donegal 92, a strong ticket with a vast experience, but in an era where too many people simply want a big name off the telly, uh, they will have to win the doubters over. Fair comment. A major positive is residing outside the county. They're a fresh pair of eyes and ideas as we had become uh, to stall, probably means stale and repetitive. What do you think of that, Connor? Yeah, I, I find it very interesting when he talks about the big names from people off the telly. And th- that's something we do jump at. And, and it's something we've actually seen in Mayo. We've seen in Westmead. And we've seen Colm O'Rourke in Mead. And a lot of these times, these lads come into their into these jobs and they have strong opinions on TV, but they can't actually do it in a, in a managerial sphere because they just haven't been intertwined or interlinked with the game. And what I learn from talking to an awful lot of players when they talk about good managers, it's people with that can understand players and, and uh, men with good people skills. And listening to Paddy Carr last night, it does seem that he does have that. I mean, he's he's handled the likes of Dean Rock and, and Paddy Small and John Small and, and great, great players in the game. So I have no doubt that he can handle these lads in Donegal. And the most important thing is, as we already said, Paddy, is that these players buy into it from the get-go. We're talking there about, uh, Frank mentioned uh, training uh, starting back in November. I've heard different rumours that there are certain players already back uh, doing uh, strength and conditioning with the county already. So um, we'll we'll have to wait and see what, what that unfolds. But it, it is going to be interesting, and I think the biggest thing about it is that there's question marks over it. Another thing about it that I, when I was looking into it and trying to get the county manager, and you might have opinions on it as well, Paddy, when you actually look at who the county board have appointed as their manager over the past decade, Declan was really a shoo-in for the job. Rory was really a shoo-in for the job. Jim McGuinness, when he eventually got it, went um, unchallenged. Before that, uh, it was John Joe, and I do think the county board made a real strong mess of that when John Joe ran up against uh, Declan Boner and Charlie Mulgrew. So if you're talking about a 15-year period, the county board never had such trouble through this process before because there was always someone available. You might know more than me, Paddy, on it. Uh, <laughs> you might have been in the game longer than I have uh, around, around that part, but 
that that's the most interesting thing I found about it in the county board trying to appoint a manager. I just think it's it might be just this little particular one to two year window. I just have a feeling that in four or five years we might have a lot more of that 2012 crop that might be, you know, really impressive and having built up their CVs, whether that's coaching or actually managing. We all know eventually Michael Murphy's going to go into management. He's going to be Jimmy Barry Murphy type in Cork, I would say. I think when Mike, when he eventually becomes manager, he'll probably be Donegal manager. It'll probably be Brian Cody-esque, like, you know, it'll be something like that. And I think Rory Cavanagh, hopefully someday, as I said, will be manager of Donegal. Leo McLoon was coaching the under-20s and Eamon McGee as well. And by all accounts, really, really impressive, the two of them. I heard that from a number number of the young lads themselves said really, really, and they were part of that 20, 2012 crop as well. Mark McHugh was doing a bit of work with Fermanagh. Again, really well responded. I'm not just talking about managing, I'm talking about coaching and managing. So perhaps perhaps this just particular year, two years, uh, didn't suit. Um, Martin McHugh is another guy that I, I meet Martin a lot of games and that. I, I probably... I think he would have done a good job, but just didn't fancy it. Just, just didn't fancy it. And does it, it surprise you, Paddy? Sorry for interrupting. Does it surprise you that none of these people were interested in the job? Because it's not like it's an agent team, or like you know, as I go back, we lost the Ulster final by one point. If you were an inspiring young manager there, yeah. I think there's a very good team there. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I could be over exaggerating it. But I mean, what's what's the average age of the team? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're an inspired manager there, you could get your hands dirty with a good team like that and build up good success. Yeah, but just on road, I do get Rory Cavanaugh wanting another one or two years at club, and he probably felt after losing the county final as well. It, it was just a bad time and the whole thing. And I really do think in three, four, five years' time, we'll have a lot of good coaches and managers. And who knows the next one that comes in? I mean, Carol Lacey's there just from talking to different people on the ground. Mm, May never manage the team, but will come in. And Michael Boyle, I know, was away. Like what the Guidor boys say of him, you know, I know he was with one of the county underage squads a couple of years ago. Under was Gary McDade as well. So so highly respected. Who knows? He could be back in a couple of years. So maybe it's just this particular time. I think it was John Harn and James McEwen on the podcast, one of the club shows about seven eight weeks ago. They were saying, you know, maybe it has to be a prerequisite that they come in managers and they have to manage underage teams first just like Declan did as well um, who knows and I suppose in terms of getting in huge caliber outsiders we're geographically there's nothing we can do but that we're not in a great position let's be honest uh, if you were in around say for example the Midlands I mean you would have a huge scope of people from Galway to Dublin right down south we are quite limited like that you're looking a lot to Derry it's unusual that somebody that you'd be approaching maybe high Tyrone Tyrone guilds to come in and manage so we're geographically also in a bad position and as somebody said already you know Paddy Carr's obviously taking early retirement he's in that position he can do that he can literally put 50, 60, 70 hours whatever needs to be into it if you are working in a full time job I would say it's impossible I, I actually don't know, even, you know yourself from doing something small like radio work or you're doing something else, 
it's hard to juggle two or three different things. And a lot of young people might have families. They're trying to work in their normal jobs and then they're actually trying to manage a county team. I would say we have no idea the hours that goes into managing a county team because you're at your everything. You're you're everything. It it, it is it it is. You're like, I mean, I think we have looked at um Colm O'Rourke has took early retirement, Jack Jack O'Connor took early retirement last year. And I think if you do want to compete with these big teams and you look at the managers and they're not working and you you're trying to compete with them and you are working, it's it's impossible. It's it is a second job and that's why you almost go into the realms of professionalism there, but that, that could be a, a conversation for another day. Um, I mean, what what is the ultimate goal for Donegal this year? Because as we said, people are already debating, criticising, have, have opinions uh, towards this management team. What does this Donegal team have to aspire for for 2023? Well, I think dining at the top table, first of all, getting to sit back to semi-finals. We have a new championship coming in next year where the provincials are being eroded, maybe is the wrong word, but in terms of their link from the provincials to the All-Ireland series, I think eventually the, the, the provincial championships will actually go. I think this is a stopgap in between those you know, I think old deal the province of Ulster, the last true standing bastion, if you like, of all the provinces. I, I, I think eventually it will eventually lose its power, and that link, as I said, between the provincial series and the All Ireland, it's devalued now because um, it's essentially going to be just all about the All Ireland series. So it'll be very interesting to see how the various Ulster managers uh, and that actually approach that. We'll talk about that structure in more time. I think the aim has to be to make semi-finals and finals. Like, I won't say it's a bugbearer of mine, but when people talk about this is a golden generation, this is a golden generation, we still haven't been in a semi-final since 2014. Like that rhetoric doesn't come from Tyrone. It doesn't come from Mayo. You take Galway. If Galway got to, if Galway won four or five Connacht championships, I know it's not as hard to win as Ulster, traditionally speaking, in the past twenty years. Say they got to a couple of Ireland finals and didn't get over the line, they wouldn't necessarily be talking about it like this is a golden generation. I get when people say we've been in X amount of Ulster finals in the past 10, 11 years, twelve years. It is, but I think we maybe need to move away from that because I honestly think that that would be the antithesis of what Jim McGuinness's whole idea about moving forward. He would say, yeah, this is a nice period, but can we keep, can we keep, you know, throttle down on this? So I don't think getting Ulster finals and losing Ulster finals is so I think expectations in any form in life, it doesn't matter. I'm a school teacher thing. I, I think you have to have high expectations with your students. I think in any business, I think expectations should be high. I don't buy this thing. Well, it's unrealistic. Is it unrealistic for Wicklow to win in All-Ireland? Of course it is. Is it unrealistic for Louth to win in All-Ireland? Yes. Should Donegal, can Donegal, it's a big, big football county. Can we be competing? Can we be dining at the you know last four, getting to All-Ireland finals? Like, why not? Tyrone won an All-Ireland a couple of years ago. They got to an All-Ireland final 2018. We would feel over the past seven, eight years that we are as good as Tyrone. And there's no doubt everything, just maybe things didn't work out. I, I do believe that, I believe the year we lost to Mayo and Castle Bar, I do, I do believe that we just ran out of gas that year and we ran out, we, we had injuries and we had a couple of tough games. And that, I think we were, we were unfortunate. Um, 
but but I think certainly getting to semi-finals and finals, people say you don't have a divine right, but I don't know. Like I, I just think we've very good players. If you go back, and I know I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but if you go back to Damien Devers era, Brendan Devenny's era, they would have felt had they more discipline, they would have been dining at that top table year in, year out. They made a semis in the 03, they made a couple of Ulster finals. And, uh, you know, I think that team in the past couple of years, I think they're great lads, to be honest with you. I, I, I think people say we don't for the players. I don't necessarily buy that either. I, I think we're very, very good players in Donegal. I think the top two, three clubs are really strong. So I think, yeah, winning Ulster championships, but I think getting to those semi-finals and why not go on? Like we went toe-to-toe with Kerry a couple of years ago. Like, in, in in 2019. And then they, I, yeah. we lost in Bar. then, I think, uh, the following week. It's 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 a you're right, Paddy. It's it's a tag that has stayed with Donegal. Very unfortunately, I think around Declan Boner's era, um, when we lost to Tyrone in 2018, Mayo in 2019, and then the Ulster final in 2020. This is now, I think, a slate that is wiped clean, and I welcome it. I welcome for the decisions that Paddy has to make, they're going to be difficult. He says he's putting his heart and soul in. That's what he said at the at the meeting on Monday night. And as we said, we just have to welcome it. And people, you know, we went immediately into the into the conversation with the interviews on Monday night. You know, what type of football is Paddy Carr going to play and Aidan O'Rourke going to play? But that has to come down to what he sees on the training field. Of course, he'll come in with ideas and Aidan O'Rourke O'Rourke will come in with ideas and the backroom team they bring in will come in with ideas but they're going to have to muster themselves together. Uh, they won't know what type of style or system they're going to play until they meet the lads and discuss with the lads what's the best thing for the team. And like we, we, we won't know that realistically until the league commences in, is it in February I think? But a lot of things, people say, oh, is he a man manager? Is he a tracksuit manager? I think the thing about inter-county management and no more than what the, the some of the players have said to me in the past, it's about common sense more than anything. And Emotional, listening- emotional intelligence is, is yeah. key in any job, in any in any profession, yeah. No, knowing the players you have available, knowing where to play them. And listening to Paddy last night, he is an intelligent man. He sounds like an intelligent man. And yes, there's question marks over him and there will be for the next few weeks to see how he'll adapt. Um, someone put up a, a stat there a number of weeks ago. Uh, Paddy Carr, uh, as I learned, is uh, over 60 years of age, as I learned. And someone put up a stat that um, Jack O'Connor was the only manager over the age of 60 60 or over to win an All-Ireland as a manager since 1970, I think it was. I think only three managers have won an All-Ireland since 1975 over the age of 50. Uh, Sean Boylan, Mickey Hart and Kevin Heffernan. So that's another question, Mark, that's going to be over Paddy. But um, here, here, as I say, and um, we're just going to have to get on with it. And so are the players, the media and the fans. We'll, have, we'll be taken up for... For ageism, actually, you yeah. actually, actually, not me, you. Another one, the outside manager thing. When people talk about outside managers having little to no like success, you know, Eugene McGee managed awfully. John, he was Longford man. John O'Mahony managed Galway. I think that I think that particular debate can be taken with a pinch of salt because if you look at it, like Dublin, Kerry, Tyrone, 
particularly Dublin Kerry, have had such a monopoly over the GA in the past 30 to 40 years, and they generally don't go outside. And Tyrone obviously you know, won their all Ireland as well, so they don't go outside. So I wouldn't be getting too... I wouldn't be getting too worked up about outside outside men, but I mean, Paddy Carr is from born and bred Donegal, but people saying that he's that he's not, he is, he's a Donegal man. But I, but, but I mean, what I mean is the whole ticket with Aidan O'Rourke and everything. And Paddy Carr hasn't been in Donegal. He'll punch both of us in the head if we mention him as being an outside man, or you know, and he's more he's as much a Donegal man as any of us. But my point being, he hasn't been situated in Donegal. Yeah, and also I I I hundred percent agree with yeah I I do take that with a pinch of salt and I don't buy into it because I think it can sometimes be a lazy statistic a little bit by saying John O'Mahony and Eugene McGee are the only two outside managers to win All Ireland, but it all depends on how you want to measure success. I mean, Paddy O'Shea went to Westmead and won their only. Leinster title Westmead were a million miles away from ever winning All Ireland, and where he brought them to was astronomical. Mick O'Dwyer did it with Kildare, he brought them to an All Ireland final. Kildare were a million miles from winning an All Ireland before he came in. He went to Leash, he won a Leinster, you know. So it depends how you want to measure that success. Brian Mullins went to Derry, won an Ulster title. Um, it was Martin an ancient Derry team. Yeah, so, I mean, the list goes on. Martin McHugh took them to an All-Earned semi-final. So I don't really buy into that. It all depends on how you want to measure success. And I think the names we've mentioned of outside managers coming in, I know we're going on a rant, bit of a tangent here, but I don't buy into that because if you want to look at, at provincial success and where outside managers have brought teams, um, you know, the success rate is there, so it is. Good man, Connor. You had a bit of success with your... County final prediction. Look at you then on Twitter, Connor. I told you so, Breslin. I'm actually raging because it's the first time ever I haven't went for Glen. I've gone for Glenties in a county final. So I'm reading out your tweet here. First time I've been right in calling a GA match. Okay, so there's a bit of your. You've been a little. You've been somewhat submissive of yourself there. I read the tweet wrong the first time. I thought it was more like, than once. More more than once I've been wrong, Paddy. Ah, but you did go you did go into great, great, great shout. That was a fine, fine shout. Uh they were you have them here as one of the greatest Johnny God G eight. Yeah, yeah, they have, they have to be. Yeah. I, I was a bit young for that Killy Beggs team. They're dogs of war, how they how they how how they conduct their business. Won't be far away in Ulster either, Connor. No, there won't. And I think it's uh, it's very interesting on how in the past, particularly under Martin Regan's era, and I, I did write about it in, in the piece, they've always been uh, seen as, I think, amongst the public view as not a great side. I don't know where that comes from. They are to me, and as I said, I haven't been around to see the Kilkiar team, Kelly Beggs. I do think it'd be a very interesting uh, supplement to do if you got people maybe back from the 80s and they could combine who the best club championship winning teams were of all time. I think it would be fantastic and would strike a lot of debate. But I think what they've done, there was definitely unfinished business there with Martin Regan when he left last December and coming back to win a championship in the style that they've won it. Um, I people can debate about the football. People can debate about oh well, they never fully dominate teams. Um, they don't go out. I've I've compared them to uh, the boiling frog analogy, where 
they lure teams almost into a false sense of security only to punish them later. I think they did that against St. Unions in, in the county final and they've done it so many times in the past. They just are exceptional to watch. And for the likes of Leo McLoon, Owen Wade, Marty Boyle, Brendan McDyer, the list goes on of these players who've been around nearly 20 years and still so hungry winning success. I I would put them definitely up there one of the best teams in Donegal and uh, now they just uh, maybe to knock your door off their pedestal a wee bit in that debate might have to win an Ulster to do that but they're definitely not going to be a far away Nope, they certainly won't Connor Breslin thank you for co-hosting this show with me much appreciated, much appreciated Connor we will have way more on the Ulster Club Championships in the coming weeks Thanks, Connor. Paddy, always a pleasure. Thanks a million. Always a pleasure. Straight back at you. There you have it. So Donegal have a new management team. A big shout out to Austin O'Callaghan on production and to our loyal sponsors, Donegal Plumbing and Heaton O'Lahy Road in Donegal Town. Just a reminder, Anthony Malloy's book launch will be on Friday night in the Blue Haven in Kilcar. Doors open at 7.30. The Anthony Malloy autobiography, Life, Glory and Demons, ghost written by fellow our drama man Frank Craig. We will be recording our next Donegal GAA podcast from the Blue Haven and it will be released next Monday. We will talk to you then. Hope you have a really good week, a very good weekend. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye for now. Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps, and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.